Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. This is Amy Montgomery. It is Valentine's Day, and I felt like coming on and for old time's sake doing a live broadcast. I used to do all of my podcasts live. So if you have followed me for any number of years, I did a podcast previous to Thrive Radio and that I did that for six years. I will promise that it will be very unprofessional and unedited, but we will have a lot of fun. So today, in honor of Valentine's Day, I wanted to just share my heart with you some of my journey with you. And this is not necessarily focused on business. So if you uh, generally listen to life coaching tonight, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my journey, and I'm going to teach you some things that I have learned along the way. I wanted to do more of this type of content because this is really where my heart is. You know, at the end of the day, I absolutely love teaching people how to solve problems, how to succeed in life, how to do online business. And I also love to help them to break through in life and to do things, do the impossible. That's always been my passion. So tonight, I'm going to share with you on two topics, and that is going to be how to love yourself and how to be loved. And we're going to talk about relationships. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the things that I've learned in my journey in going through all of that. And I think that I have a unique perspective than anybody out there right now that I can provide. And then I want to talk to you just if you struggle with loving yourself, how you can develop that. And some of the things that I've done in my life to increase my own self-love, which has really resulted in a healthier life and a life of boundaries and a life of recognizing what is healthy and what is not. Let's dive right into it. So first of all, let's start a little bit with self-love on the topic of self-love. And then I'm going to get into some of the relationship stuff. I am one of those individuals that probably you could categorize for the most of my life has been somewhat of an empath. If you've not heard that term, it's basically somebody that has a lot of empathy, probably more empathy than they need to have. And, you know, they tend to put everyone else first and they tend not to put themselves first and even to the point of major sacrifice. And I am guilty as charged with that in many, many ways. And I also really was trying to, most of my life, find love. And, you know, I found that, I believe, in my relationship with God. That was probably when I was 13 years old that started, where I really found that I I, I think I searched when I was young. I was raised Catholic initially, and I just really sought that relationship. And I just felt like if I, you know, knew what everyone else knew about this religion thing and this God thing, that I'd look these nuns and these priests and I think they've dedicated their lives to this. They've got to know something that I don't. So long story short, I did get my answer. And I'm very, very glad for that because I feel that that 
really saved me from a lot of things in life. But I still struggled with loving myself, even though I felt that God loved me and I felt God's love. I still struggled with some of the things that, you know, are around just loving yourself. And I think, you know, part of it came from growing up and and being dyslexic when I was young and having to overcome that and, you know, not being able to speak very well and, you know, just all the things that I have overcome in my life. And when you grow up in an environment where you're constantly being told that you can't do things, you're not good enough, it does kind of build this permanent place in your heart where you, you just become an achiever. And I'm, I know that I know that I know that there's tons of people that are listening to this that you can identify with this. Because I think that it's, you know, more and more the thing that people are dealing with these days. And a lot of people will go after achieving, 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 because they think that once they achieve something, then they will achieve the love and acceptance that they never really got. And the truth of the matter is, is that unless you learn to give that to yourself, then you will never find it. And so my journey that I started to go through was to create that love in my life. And one of the things that I went through this exercise and started to kind of, you know, ask myself the right questions. And I'm going to give some of that to you tonight. And, you know, started to ask myself the things that I really loved in life. What were my interests? What did, uh, what did I think about love? What are the most important things to me, you know, in, in love? What are the things that, um, you know, if I was good enough, what would I be? And, and just these exercises of really discovering myself. And I think that that's so important because if we don't know what we love, if we don't know what our opinions are about things, and if we don't own our own, you know, likes and dislikes and really be able to confidently say, this is what I believe about this, or this is uh, my perspective on this topic, or just, I like the color purple versus blue. Just knowing those things and being connected on one level is a level of love. But then when you start to go deeper and what really started to shift things for me was really when I started to ask myself what my deepest dreams were and really start to investigate who I was as a person. What were my talents? You know, I would go out and I'd take these talent tests and these different tests that you can take to, to find out your strengths and your talents and really ask myself how true I felt that those things were, what did it mean to me, and really trying to discover who I, who I am and what I want to be and all of that. And why did I do the things that I have done in my life so far? And just going on this journey. Now, if you have never sat down and started to dream for yourself, I think that this is probably one of the biggest things that can break cycles in your life. I know it did me because as I began to believe in myself, as I began to challenge myself to what was really possible, 
I began to respect myself and love myself at a new level. And it allowed me because I was always putting everyone else's opinions above my own. And, you know, even though I was trying to do so many different things and accomplish so many different things, because it was never enough for the people that were in my life, uh, I never felt like I was achieving anything. And it wasn't until I started to really focus on what was important to achieve in my heart and how did I want to get there and be less concerned with what people thought of me versus what I believe. And I think that there's a process too that you go through where you get to a point where you know what you know, you believe what you believe, and you're going to stand up for it and you respect yourself and you're not going to allow anyone to run over you. And I think that the most successful people that I know are those that stand up for themselves, that believe what they they believe, and they are not afraid to say it, and they are not afraid to stand up to what they believe, no matter who agrees with them or disagrees with them. No matter how crazy what they're saying may sound to other people, they don't care because they believe it. And I think getting to that point, you first have to go through that process of really figuring out what it is that you like. You know, it's easy to get caught up in what your family wants you to do, what your spouse wants you to do, what your best friend wants you to do, and what you think that society has classified you as and who you are and, and who you were born as and versus, you know, what could you be? And I've always been a person that believed in myself. I've always been a person that would go after really big dreams and people always think I'm, I'm just nuts. And, and I remember even my, my first conference that I, that I ever had where I was going to speak and bring some speakers in and not that many people showed up. And I remember my parents were crying. They came and they were crying because they saw it as somewhat of a failure, but it was like my very first ever time to do any type of speaking at all. And I think they were probably proud of me at one at one level, but also, you know, there's another level of, you know, oh my gosh, like there's hardly anybody here. And there's such a process in achieving and going through these ups and downs of walking through life and, and building the, your, your dreams that the path is not a straight path. One of the things I want to encourage you to do is, aside from asking yourself the things that you love to do and being very visionary about your life, which I think that is huge, ask yourself, if I were good enough, I would, and fill in the blank. Really ask yourself what it is that, and make a list. It's not just one thing. You want to make a list, and then you want to begin to do those things. Because the fact is, is you are good enough. And so when you realize that you are good enough, then you create what your heart desires in life. And the other thing that, you know, I have been talking to so many different people about this because I've been pretty passionate about it and going through this process. One thing that has really transformed my own self-respect and love for myself has been creating my own art where nobody else sees what I'm creating. And I won't even mention to people what type of art that I'm creating currently. I don't share photos of it. And what it has done for me is that 
I feel proud of what I've created and I feel fulfilled by what I've created and that's enough. And nobody else needs to see it. Nobody else needs to know about it. And the amazing thing, like when I first started to do it, I thought, wow, I feel like I'm wasting all of this time, you know, and I'm just going out and I'm, I'm doing all this art and I just feel like I could be like actually achieving something because generally I try to focus on just, you know, whatever I'm achieving, whatever goal I'm going after. But I started to force myself to spend time with my hobbies. And at first it just, it was fun, but it, it I didn't feel any massive change. But over time, because I started to really develop my own love and respect for myself by what I saw in front of me and not by somebody else's opinion, it really began to uh, create a very deep love and respect for myself. And as a result, I don't allow people to push me around. I recognize now situations that I don't want to be in and I'll speak up. If I'm uncomfortable in a situation or I don't want to have a conversation or I don't want to do something, I speak up and I, and I respect myself. Where in the past, I probably would have just dropped over sideways just to uh, please somebody. And now I don't care. And it's not because I don't care about people. It's not because I don't care what that I don't want to like show other people love or respect. I try to be very respectful of people. It's just having boundaries and respecting yourself is the foundation of being able to respect and love other people. If you do not respect yourself and if you do not care for yourself and if you do not love yourself, then you cannot love other people. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that spend their lives trying to look for love when they have not developed it inside of themselves. And I know that there are a lot of people that have grown up with not receiving the love that they should have gotten. So therefore, they don't have the emotional ability to really experience compassion and love in a deep way. And if that's you, if you're listening to that and you're like, that's me, it's a muscle. And all you have to do is begin to exercise it. And the thing is, is I think that a lot of people, because they don't realize how amazing that is, how fulfilling that is, if they really knew, they would snap out of trying to get all their needs met from everyone else and achieving and, and appearances and all that kind of stuff. And they would start to really tap into this thing called compassion and love. And again, it starts with yourself. And I think that this is so important because I've heard so many people out there talk about, oh, you don't need to love yourself. You need to deny yourself and, you know, deny your flesh and all this kind of stuff. And, but I also remember the scripture that says, love others as, as you love yourself. So if you can't, if you don't first love yourself, it's impossible for you to be loving anybody. I think that sometimes it takes really being able to challenge yourself. For me, it was challenging myself to go after my true dreams and really challenge myself to go after like things that I thought were just nuts that would never happen. Like I didn't even think I had a chance at. And whenever I've done that, it's always just sort of broken 
broken me, has that a word, broken me to a new level? <laughs> I know that's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. So I encourage you to start with being, you know, a visionary in your life and coming up with consistently coming up with new things. Because if you are somebody that if you don't do that, even if you're not a massive achiever, if you don't do that in your life, then circumstances and everything else around you is what's controlling your life. You are just reacting to everything. So we have to have a plan for our life. Aside from really asking yourself, if you don't have hobbies, go out and get some hobbies and discover what those hobbies are. I went out and I started to try and do all kinds of things and really discovering what I needed in my life, what did I want more in my life, and really giving myself the right to just kind of search things out. And I encourage you to do that same thing. And then choose something that you love to do and give yourself permission to invest in that. I think that that's really important because a lot of times we can uh, come up with these ideas and think, oh, well, that's not a priority. I'm not going to do it. But you need to give yourself the right and the priority to do these things. Make a list of things that ask yourself, if I would was good enough, what would I what would I do? What would you be? What would you do? What would you, what would you do today? And it's so important to break through that sort of that barrier, if you will. And then aside from that, I wanted to share some books that I have read that have been very helpful. And I want to also talk a little bit about relationships tonight because it is Valentine's Day. So First of all, it's very important for you to love yourself and learn that. And I think that one thing that I'm grateful for in my life is that I have not been married. And although that for some people, they think that as a negative, for me, it's been probably the best decision that I ever have ever made in my life. And that is because I have, one, really learned to be happy by myself. I see a lot of people that have either been in relationships and aren't now, or they've consistently been in relationships throughout their life, and when they become single, they're not happy. And they're always looking for the next person to fulfill them and fill that emptiness. And for me, uh, I was, you know, really challenged uh, from a young age to find myself you know, on one level, because I think that as we grow, we continue to, to discover who we are on, on new levels. But I also was able to really learn how to be a happy as a single person. And one might say that maybe I have that gift of being single, because I absolutely love my life. I absolutely love what I do. I enjoy every day. And I love doing my hobbies that I do. And I love new adventures and challenging myself to do things. And I think that sometimes in my past, I've had people around me that I make their head spin because I'm always off doing the next thing and, and learning the new thing and all of that. But that's part of who I am and what makes me happy. So knowing that is really, really important. And Part of the thing, the process that I've gone through in my relationships has been an interesting one and a very unique one. And I think that my perspective on relationships is different because 
like most people in the world who have lived with people, who have slept around and all that kind of stuff, I've not done any of that. And my relationships have been very different. They've been, you know, more of a conservative Christian perspective. And the men that I have dated, the majority of them have been very respectful men, men of, I would say, high caliber, those that at a very minimum of all of them, I would say that they, I would consider them to be men of high character and above reproach. And even though they had their weaknesses and their own struggles, that they were good men. And so I think that from that perspective, I haven't had a lot of bad experiences in relationships. And so I have really tried to kind of investigate some of the things that other people have. And I think probably part of it has been, I've never been the type of woman to go out to a bar and try to meet somebody or, you know, go out to these clubs and meet somebody. And that's not how I've generally found relationships. And I think that I've, the environments that I have found relationships have been where there's already a, a standard that has been set of conduct and that sort of thing and of respect. And, but at the same time, for me, I found that I really struggled with understanding men. And part of that was because that my father, although he was very much in my life, very encouraging to me about going after goals and helping me achieve my dreams. I think that that was probably our biggest connection, but he had a really tough childhood himself and really was not emotionally available. And that was tough for me as a young woman because I grew up thinking that men didn't have emotions and I didn't know how to relate to men at all. And I think when I was really, when I was really young, I was absolutely terrified of men. And I think that that was just because, you know, they were a complete mystery. And I remember my sister would bring home boyfriends and I would just be terrified of them. (laughs) I don't even want to talk to them. And so that was when I was younger. And then I had a few relationships. One guy I dated, uh, I met in high school and pretty much dated him. Oh gosh, about three years, three or four years. I think that we were going to get married and all of that. And I, being the ambitious one, wanted to go to school, go to college first. And he just wanted, you know, to have a family and have kids. And so we really didn't have the same end goal in our life. I wanted just to go out and achieve things. I think that, you know, even through all those relationships, I, I just was so clueless. And There's two people that really help me understand men. One is Steve Harvey, and he's got two books out there. One is Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man, and then the other one is a follow-up to that. It's called Straight Talk, No Chaser. I absolutely loved his books because they really explained just the male mind. (laughs) And if you've ever in your life struggled with understanding men, and if you're a man out there, you understand that you're probably thinking, what? We're so simple. What is there to understand? And it's like men and women, we think so differently. And I think that just decoding it all can be so helpful. So I really found a lot of help from Steve Harvey's book. 
and just because he's just straight up and just straight up honest about stuff. If you've not read those books, I would highly recommend that you get them. The other one is that you're going to laugh at this one, but right around, oh gosh, I think it was in 2009 or 10, I hired a guy by the name of Steve Ward. And he used to have this television program that was called Tough Love Boot Camp. And I remember seeing this reality TV show and it was basically these women that were single and he would go in and he was kind of a straight up type of a guy where he's just going to tell you what he thinks. And he would really focus on trying to solve these women's problems and why they were still single type of a thing, why, why they couldn't find love. I thought this guy's going to tell me the truth. He's just going to be straight up with me. And I had been in a Christian environment my entire life and really, I think, kind of protected in so many ways, um, living in this protected bubble. And I didn't have the street smarts. I didn't, I didn't have like these really super bad experiences. And so I just was sheltered on so many levels. And so I was like, you know, I need to figure out like, what's my deal and what, and I needed to figure out men and I wanted him to help me. So I hired him. And what I liked about his coaching was that they kind of coach from a man's perspective. So they would give me an assignment. I'd go out and do it. And like, they would give me just like a man's perspective on, you know, how I communicated, just everything. They would even, they even taught me to go online. They, they had me go on match. I gave them my, my login information and they would have me go out and choose who I might want, might be interested in. And they taught me how to basically look at a profile and figure out within five minutes if a guy was a good guy or not, and if he was ready for a relationship. So it really allowed me to kind of just uh, figure out that whole online thing really, really quickly and be able to sort through. And it also taught me a lot of things of, you know, red flags to look for and, you know, things that you really need to look for. And some of you that if you are out there and you are online, some of those things are looking for how genuine people are. If you are on a website where people just give each other hearts or they could send a message, ignore the ones that are just sending you a heart. Because at the end of the day, they're not putting any effort into communicating with you. That was a good one. And then how genuine they are and, and giving information on their profile about them and what are they focused on and looking for just some of the red flags around that. So that's kind of a high level, but there's a whole lot more that goes into that. We could spend hours on it. But they taught me a lot a bit about that. And, you know, I used to be very spiritual about relationships. I was taught that God brings a, a person into your life and, and all of this. And I kind of walked all of that through several times in my life. I've been engaged a couple of times. The thing is, is that I realized that I didn't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that God chooses. I, now, I, I do believe that God will could bring people into your life, but there wouldn't be any reason to have marriage vows and vow anything to anyone if there was, if it was just all like this supernatural thing. I absolutely 100% believe that it's a choice. And I believe that if you choose not to be with somebody that, you know, it's like looking for a car, you just go down the road and somebody else will be there. So I think that was huge in breaking that in my life. 
because I think that sometimes when we put too much on God, we can not take responsibility ourselves. Some of the things I think that I did right in my relationships is one, I've always had a very high value approach, I suppose, without really even realizing it. Most of the men that have dated me have done so, like officially courted me. And, you know, I've taken time to get to know them as friends before I've been in relationships with them. Also gotten a lot of feedback from my friends and what they think about them before I would even spend time with them, just all of that kind of stuff. And I think that as a woman, it's probably one of the the biggest things that you can have in your life and the most important things that you can have in your life when it comes to relationships is the ability to communicate standards. And I think that a lot of women don't understand this. They think that, oh, well, a guy, if he's not who I want him to be, then forget him. I'm not even going to give him a chance. And I used to think that way. And what's funny is that men work very, very differently. So if you set a standard that guy is, you know, wants to be in your life and then he'll rise up to that standard. And it's important to set standards that are things that are surrounded around your values, are surrounded around who you are, what you want in life and what you expect from a relationship. There's too many women out there that just allow men to come and go. They allow men into their life and to have a front row seat, but they've not committed to them at all. One thing that I don't do is I don't give out my phone number. And I I just don't. I I'm not I don't text. And nowadays like guys want your number just to text you forever and I don't allow that to happen. Like the only way that I would ever give someone my phone numbers if I knew that they were actually going to call, we actually had time to schedule a call to talk. So I probably have a whole lot of higher standards than a lot of people that I know. But I also have protected myself and kept myself from a lot of drama and a lot of heartache that I could have had. And I think that what's important, I think, you know, some of the things of understanding men, that has been really enlightening for me. What men's needs are from even emotional perspective. I think a lot of women don't understand how important it is to give affirmation to men. And tell them how you believe in them and respect them and what they're doing and all of that. And I think men, one of the things that men don't necessarily understand about women is that we love to talk about all of our problems and things that we're dealing with because that actually helps us to solve things. And when you don't understand, those are the two big things that I kind of see in problems in relationships. Because if a man doesn't understand that his Uh, wife or girlfriend, that he's helping her solve problems by talking about all the problems and how horrible it is. He doesn't understand that that's her only way to solve it and that he's actually helping solve it. If there's a tendency to be like, oh, you're just negative, you're just being negative. Or, you know, just why are you talking about all this all the time? And, and they want to fix it. Let me fix it right now. We'll just solve the problem. And if you get from that perspective, then you're not understanding how women are diff- are wired differently. So women don't have the ability like men to go into their man cave and figure out and solve the problem themselves. And they only ask for an answer if they need the answer. Women, we have to verbally get it out in order to solve it. That's really important. And I think that 
there's a lot of women that are out there that will say, well, I work just as much as he does. Why does he need all this extra praise? Why does he need to come home and be told, thank you for everything that you do or be believed in or whatever? And you might even think, well, I need some of that. And that's true, but men need it way more. Like it's a major need. And they also, and a lot of this comes from Steve Harvey's book, want, really need that uh, being appreciated is huge. So, you know, everything that they do, if it's wearing a great shirt, like tell them. If it's, oh, they opened a door or they took the garbage out or they did this for you, did that for you. It's so important to recognize those things. And it's just the difference of how people love. And I think the other thing that was really revolutionary for me was when I learned that men love by protecting, providing, and professing. I was clueless about that when I was younger. I had no clue. I thought that men loved just the way the women did, and it was just, yeah, I, I had no clue. And so if some guy started to, like, provide for me in some way, I would not be tipped off that he was interested in any way, shape, or form. And I think back, and I think, man, I was probably seen as a little bit of, you know, just using people and using guys and I in my younger years because I really was clueless, like absolutely clueless. Now, a little bit older, a little bit wiser. And so if a guy starts to provide for me in any way, then I, I know that I need to like, if I'm not interested, I need to let him know. For one, if it's protecting, providing, usually the, the protecting and the providing comes first. And then next thing you know it, there's the profession. So those are the kind of the things that to look out for. And then also that to look for because if you're in a relationship and a man is not doing those things that means that he really doesn't love you that was probably one of the big pieces of information that I had discovered in my journey and I think that too it's really important to find somebody that is willing to go the distance because I think that some of the relationships that I've had now I, I wouldn't say that about the first one that I had the guy I dated for about four years because I know that he, he wouldn't say anything negative about me. He, I think he still thinks I walk on water, which I don't, by the way, <laughs> there wasn't anything negative about that relationship, but I, I did go through premarital counseling with one other guy. And that was really, really probably one of the, the best things that I did before getting married to him because I didn't get married to him. And it was the marriage counseling that kept us from that. And I think that going through that process and making sure that you're asking the right questions, making sure that you're with somebody that can actually communicate and talk about the right things and have discussions about the things that you should be having discussions about is huge. Because if you can't sit there and talk about, well, this is what my parents did that I don't want to repeat, and this is what I really want. And if you can't go through all of that, there's no way you can create a vision for your relationship together. And there's no way that you can really create something for the future because you're basically with somebody that's just living in denial. And if you're living with somebody that's not willing to work through stuff, it, you're already looking at failure. And... I think that you can't always determine if somebody is going to be by you forever. 
And we don't know that about anyone at any time. But at the same time, I think that it's important to look for people that at least desire that and deep down want that. Because that was probably one of the things that in one of my relationships was just him realizing that, yeah, he wasn't quite ready to to settle down. What's interesting about that, I think on our first date, he was like saying that I was everything he wanted in a wife. And so it's interesting how you can very, very easily miss all that information. I think that I probably wouldn't have done anything different looking back. But I think that now I'm a lot less formal in relationships. I got really, really tired of that whole courting thing and more into about building friendships and just normalcy is what I call it. Because I think that when you get too rigid about all of that kind of stuff, then sometimes it's more about the chase for a guy than it is about actually wanting to be with you. So that I kind of decided not to approach relationships that way anymore. I think that just as long as you can communicate your standards clearly, that that's the most important thing. I think that it's also, I know that I'm about to end this podcast and I've been able to share a little bit about my journey of loving myself and learning to love myself and some of my relationship stuff. I haven't gotten too deep into that, but I think that it's important to understand what you want in life and what you're looking for in another person. And I think that, you know, for me, I, I remember I wrote down a list of some of the things that I look for in Mr. Right. What would be my Mr. Right? I think I'll share some of this stuff with you guys just for fun, because, you know, I know you want some of the juicy stuff. (laughs) And I think that this kind of will help you a little bit. And I think that one of the things that I learned in writing a list of what I was looking for in a a guy, but also how I defined love and on a deeper level, what was what I'm looking for, because there's two different things, right? There's the internal and then there's like the superficial kind of like stuff. So number one on my list is empathy. Number two is kindness. Number three, willing to learn and grow. Four, has his own style, his own hobbies, life, interests, separate from mine. That is so important. Five, some worldview and values, common interests, humor, fun, and what that's fun and not hostile, is my best friend. Talks about his feelings and mine and is in touch with his emotions. He can accept my weaknesses and failures in me and himself and others, adds value to my soul and material life, and makes it wonderful to be together. And he brings out the best in me. So those are some of the internal things that I wrote down. And then these are some of the external things that I that I would say that maybe is a little bit more like surfacy. I said someone who is ambitious, healthy, and eats and eats healthy, loves Jesus, but not rigid. I love Jesus, but I am not a super religious person, and it really irritates me when people get religious. Someone who can have fun, that will golf with me, go to basketball games, maybe an art gallery, someone who is adventurous, someone who will play board games with me and can lose. 
<laughs> can lose well. I'm a little bit competitive, and board games are fun. Won't make me get wet. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's If there's one thing about me, I hate getting wet. That is my thing. Like, do not ever get me wet or you're in trouble. Loves me with all of my makeup off of my face. That's huge. Handyman. Now, if he was a handyman, that would be really great. Sometimes you need help around the house. So those are like some of my superficial things. I would say they're a little bit more superficial than, but maybe not super superficial, but just in general. So if you're listening, you haven't made your own list of the things that you look for in somebody, then try to make some of those types of lists and ask yourself, what is it that you are, what's your perfect person that you think as far as in relation to who you are, what do you need in somebody else? And I think that finding those things takes time to get to know people and find out what's, what's inside, what's deep inside that person. They don't have to be perfect, but what are the most important things that you look for? And I think that having those lists for myself, if somebody does not live up to, especially the internal things, if they don't have any hobbies, they're gone. (laughs) If they don't, like, if they don't have empathy, goodbye. And it's just good to have some of those things. And I think that Steve Harvey's book also has a ton of different things that you can ask yourself and, and ways that you can communicate your standards and also basically just wisdom in general of, of the, the type of guys that are good and type of type that aren't and how to filter all that. So I hope that just giving some of my wisdom and general life experience has been entertaining at least for you and has been helpful to somebody out there. I didn't really expect to do this. I actually was just inspired. It was Valentine's Day and I was going to come home and, and do a bunch of stuff. But then I thought for old time's sake, I'll just get on a live podcast. It won't be perfect. And I don't really have a plan, but it is did want to just kind of reach out to those that were maybe you're not in a relationship and you're learning to love yourself more and be happy. I think probably one of the biggest secrets to being happy by yourself is to have lots of goals, lots of dreams, and be busy doing, going after all of those things. And I generally do not have a whole lot of free time. And it, I think that that is a secret to happiness, is being absolutely packed full, your, your schedule packed full of the things that you love to do. So, all right, guys, it is almost 260 minutes. And so... I'm going to let you go, and I have a wonderful podcast coming up this week that I will be sharing with you if you ever want to do video production, professional video production for your business, and I'm excited to to listen to my guest because uh, he's going to be teaching us all the ins and outs and giving some tips and tricks along the way, and you know that I do YouTube. So thank you so much for subscribing to my podcast. Make sure you do so. Make sure you rate it. And I'm still amazed that it is still hovering up there in the top 100 podcast. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about some of the new people I'm going to be bringing on. And if there's somebody that you want me to interview, let me know. And I will reach out to them and see if I can get an interview with them. And for those of you that love Amazon, I may have a secret guest coming on that's related to Amazon that you will really love. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys, have a wonderful evening and a wonderful Valentine's Day. 
and remember to take time to love yourself. All right, guys, have a wonderful night. Thursday is my night. You've got the Titan Games, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Will and Grace, and SVU. And this one looks intense. Right? Young women are dying in sex clubs, and suspicion falls on one of their own. Mm. Tonight on NBC. NBC 5's Rick Mitchell loves weather. Love it. Rick loves weather so much he had a role in a movie about a tornado that we can't afford to say. So get Rick. Get the weather. Visit GetRick.tv. This Valentine's Day. Are you ready? Critics are calling What Men Want to Ridiculously Funny. This is a phenomenon. Nice. To Raji P. Henson. Oh, Tracy Morgan. Bring it on in here, player. <laughs> what Men Want. Rated R. Now playing.